Hello and welcome to the For Real podcast, the show that discusses music, film, and most importantly, furries. I'm here today with two guests on the first episode. I'm very excited. Um, I am brought with Kusaki Desu and Kluwa, also known as Gucci Feline. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Hey, good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Good, good, good to be here, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. I'm, I'm really keen. I'm really keen. Yeah, I'm doing good. First episode, like I'm, I'm fucking, I'm shitting myself, but <laughs> we're, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. <laughs> we're all good, man. I love it. Ah, uh, it's chill. It's yeah, chill. it's good. So, uh, before we start, how you guys been doing recently? You know, I mean, I was I was looking at like COVID stuff, and I mean, you guys, both of you guys are from like Australia, aren't you? So like, yeah, COVID, COVID's like it. Well, it, it's still obviously an issue, but like, it's not as big as like the UK or like the US. Like, it's it's really died down, hasn't it? No, it's definitely died down where we are. Um, there are particular things that just make it difficult to do anything. Um, but we do hear a lot that happens over in the US and the UK, and we kind of go, oh well, man, this is this is a real serious thing. Um, and I think we kind of take it for granted. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where we uh, we complain about the conditions and the, uh, the social distancing and the state down lockdowns, and we kind of say, "Oh, well, this really sucks." Uh, but when they, then we kind of look at the other side of it, where we we look at other places that didn't do that kind of thing or did yeah. it later on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but even then, there's been there's been other things, other times where, like I say, Kozaki was actually going to come over uh, up, up to my state and visit. Um, and yep. th- about I think it was two weeks prior. Yeah, two two weeks prior. It was like a we had a, we had a hundred days of of no new cases, and then we just had like a, That's a small cluster of like ten people pop up from like uh, hotel like a quarantine. cluster. Cluster I think yeah. maxed out at about seventeen, and they immediately just went. Ah. That's no. insane! Yep. Like seventeen people. Yeah. I think that's so small to me. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, and it's, for, it's for us, it's it's such a big thing for it's yeah. such a huge cluster, yeah. and it, it ends up being such a massive thing when it becomes you know yeah. only seventeen people. I mean, UK people in UK are just really selfish. That's why we haven't sold out. I mean, spoilers though. Then then I actually did get COVID. Like I did get COVID. Like oh really? Yeah, Damn. like a month a month and a bit ago. So I have like theories oh. as to how I got it. Like before anybody jumps to conclusions, I wasn't at parties. I wasn't like being a dick. Uh, I uh, work at like a retail shop, so I've come in contact with a lot of people there. And that week, I was skating and I fractured my foot, and I had to go to hospital. And that's like a so I was basically in two high risk areas. And then the next week, yeah. I got COVID the next week, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not even surprised. <laughs> like, I'm really not surprised. Yeah, but we got be COVID brothers in this uh, in this call now. I had it uh, back in January, early. No way. early. Yeah, this was before it was a it was a big thing, and we had no clue. Um, it was just oh, that wow. it, it just happened. I just got really, really, really sick. I just stayed home the entire time. I yeah, didn't even go absolutely. to the doctor. But I have never ever been as sick as I was back in January. Um, oh. and later on, after like, I went to the doctor's, got a blood test afterwards, and went, man, this really, really sucks. Um, and afterwards, I got a call from uh, UQ, and they said, can we, um, <laughs> can we take more of your blood uh, for research purposes? That's the easiest ninety nine bucks I've ever made. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um uh, no i it was weird though i like lost my the i didn't really have i was like probably really unwell for like one or two days and then the rest for like a week or two i just couldn't taste or smell anything i found it so fucking weird like it was uh, so weird because that's like the one of the main symptoms like that well at least we have in the uk is that like you lose your taste and smell and i was like i was like eating like toast and i was like what the fuck like it just or like I was like uh, drinking orange juice and it just tastes like water, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like that's just wow, so weird that's to me." So yeah. weird. That's so foreign to me. I did get the rash, but I didn't get the. Um, I never get the yeah. lack of taste, which I got lucky with, I guess. Because I love food, man. 
<laughs> I've managed to avoid it. That's uh, good. Luckily. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I. It, it's we've had a couple of days of of, of no cases, so. Hopefully, I can go visit Kalua in uh, in in January. I'm hoping, but yeah, I, I've been you know masking up on public transport and then obviously in places you can't socially distance yeah. and that sort of thing. But yeah, no, that, that that's yeah, that's. I nice. mean, that's the thing, really. Like, we can go into bit into this like a little bit later, but obviously, I was meant. To, I've only been a ferry since like mm, like September of last year. So I haven't like oh, had any experience. Yeah, I haven't. You're had a young any- boy. Yeah, I am. I yeah. am. <laughs> I haven't had an experience of like any conventions or anything like that. And I was meant to go one in yeah. May because we have the only big one, the only kind of main big one we have in the UK is Confuzzled. And I was meant to go to that in yeah. May, but then obviously COVID happened and like it just didn't. And it was yeah. it was interesting as well, um, because I was meant to go and see Brockhampton. Uh, the day before so basically yeah me and my girlfriend were gonna make it like a weekend away and we're gonna go see brockhampton on the friday and then go for a day to the convention on the saturday and it was just gonna be so sick and i was like it literally lines up perfectly and now it just now it's uh the brockhampton gigs being rescheduled and obviously so is confuzzled and i'm like oh well that's not a thing anymore i uh i saw brockhampton in january (laughs) that's so cool i saw them i've seen them before uh I saw them at the the Longitude Festival I went to in Dublin where I lost my phone. Oh, yeah. That was a that was an interesting story. Um, oh wow! It was yeah. Basically, the day I got to the because um, obviously I'm obviously I'm based in England, but we me and my friends yeah. got a plane to Dublin for this in Ireland for this uh, festival. It was a sick ass festival though. In the day before the festival, uh, some guy biked past me and like nicked my phone out my hand. It was awful. Oh, Probably what? one of the worst experiences I've ever had. It was horrible. And then uh, I spent, but it was kind of like cool. Like, I had to live in the moment because I spent the entire time yeah. just fucking like um, had a disposable, you know what I mean? And just like took photos on a disposable. And yeah. I had a flip phone just in case I lost anybody. But like, it was just really nice. I don't know. I just kind of like didn't take any videos or anything and just like lived in the moment and didn't like see it through like a yeah. screen. It was kind of sick. That's yeah, good. Because every I, time I take film at a, uh, at a festival or at a music concert, I, I've never gone back and looked at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've same. Never even saved same. it to my computer. I've never done any of that. I don't know yeah. why I insist every single time I see um, someone the only I really thing I like do is, to... is just take like a single photo and then just put my phone away and then just watch the rest of the gig. Like I've been at that many gigs now that it's just like yeah, I'd great. rather just enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think we've like you know established a little bit. So um, yeah, yeah. Let's go through like kind of what you guys make. Let's start with Yukusaki. Like what kind of what kind of stuff do you make? That's like creative, and how's that linked to the fairy fandom as well? Um, so I do both DJing and and graphic design. Uh, so I've I've got like a uni degree in graphic design. That's my uh, full time job outside of this. But I also do. Uh, I started getting into doing uh, logos for for artists in the fandom as well, which I'm, I'm really really enjoying. Um, so yeah, like I did a free logo giveaway recently for for people and that sort of thing um yeah it, it's i really like the difference between um doing like a, a traditional like business sort of client as yeah. opposed to like a, a furry artist because i can kind of get a bit more artistic and creative with it yeah i, yeah, I totally um, get that yeah yeah because i mean it's like the same with like when commissioners like say oh yeah you can pay a certain amount and i'll do like an experimental kind of piece for you yeah Something yeah, like no, that, yeah. It, 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 it's cool because, it, like, I can, you know, use my uh, design skills and try and, you know, make a logo that represents, I guess, their artistic style. Yeah. So I really I really like exploring that, like, as opposed to doing something that's just like, you know, like a coffee shop or a, uh, or a government climb where it's very, you know, 
run-of-the-mill sort of by-the-numbers sort of design, whereas uh, doing it for artists, I can get a bit, yeah, that bit more of that flair in there and, and kind of really capture what they do with their logo. That's going to be obviously, you know, as a watermark on, on 99% of their, their artwork. Yeah, so you want to make sure that it kind of like establishes who they are and the kind of like represents the kind of yeah. stuff they make as well. So it's interesting. Absolutely, like like branding should encompass you know everything that um, it, it's basically like that 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 whole principle of of a uh, you know seeing a book before you read it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. like I don't personally I don't agree with the whole like don't judge a book uh, bef- like, by its cover before you read thing. it sort of thing. I'm like. Like, what about the person that just designed the book's cover? <laughs> that, I'm that guy. Yeah, like, I got, yeah that's you know? a good point, actually, yeah. Yeah, um, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, and then other than that, um, I also DJ, do music stuff. Sick. I was going to um, ask about that, yeah. Yeah, so I, I run a, um, well, I don't, I, I'm not the one that's the head of it, but um, I do a uh, an event that we haven't been able to do this year because of COVID, but uh, an event called Furball um, in my city. Mm-hmm. So it's just a basically like a furry nightclub that I, I DJ at. So I DJ at a couple of other different That's places, dope. but but yeah, um, all everyone that attends are all furries. You know, we're all furry DJs and that sort of thing. Um, so we, we we were running that every three months here, mm-hmm. and then um, I was meant to be playing at a couple of a uh, couple of conventions uh, like furry conventions this year. Um, but yeah, it's all it's all kind of slowed down because of COVID. So COVID, I'm hoping, yeah, uh, really... you know, 2021, um, I'll be able to. I'll I mean, I still, that's, that is still yeah. interesting. Though, like, we'll come back to that though, right? Because I, I feel like yeah, no, about, absolutely. I think we need to talk about like Kalua, right? So what kind of stuff do you make? Oh, sure. Obviously, I think you do like music stuff as well, don't you? You do music. Yeah, music. absolutely. So I am uh, zero. <laughs> I have zero percent creativity with my hands when it comes to uh, to art. Yeah, same. Um, or anything like that. <laughs> I can, cannot. The only thing that closest with is on a guitar band uh so i am Kalua. i make music um i've doing so for about i would say over a decade now which is probably the about the same time i've been in the fandom um i, I started off um just writing and doing stuff for myself and i got into a small competition uh back in the day which is like a, an oceanic um so it's an australia and oceanic writing competition um and i ended up winning and the guy who came second uh, is now the uh, he is the creative director for Sony. Yo, that's um, fuck what? Oh, wow. That's what? <laughs> so the creative director from Sony came second in the Oceanic uh, competition, and I came first. Um, through that was an opening that I basically got my foot in the door as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, him and I became friends. So he wasn't at that position at the time, but he was, he was, he was quite high up. He was in there. So we, yeah. we, 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 we got together, we started talking and bit by bit, we got into the situation. It was, mm-hmm. it was just really cool, yeah. but it's that, that kind of thing where you don't know where it's going to go, but, mm. uh, connections and networking is a, is a big part of what I do as well. Um, which is the reason probably why a lot of people just, you, you don't hear of a lot of people in the background, which I am that guy in the background. And okay. we write music for other people. Oh, That's sick. Okay. all we do. That's so cool. our guys our guys here, we're not at the forefront. Um, we're not performers. So some of us are performers, but that's not what we're mainly for. Um, so say, um, for example, you are an artist. You want someone else to write music. You don't have time to do anything mm-hmm. for you. You go out and you put out an advertisement to say, hey, my name's blah, blah, blah. I want to make an album like this. This is the kind of style I'm after. What do you guys got? 
and that is the opening that we get in briefs. So we get big lists about once a month mm -hmm. of particular people that are looking for particular styles. Say, for example, new artist called Blah Blah wants an album. Uh, sounds like Sam Smith wants to make a new album based on love. Yeah. It's just an example. Um, so we will either go through our repertoire of the songs that we've made back in the background, or we will specially make songs to cater for that. Um, we will. It's it's difficult when you are all the way in Australia, <laughs> where, yeah, that's fair, where you yeah. don't have. Mm -hmm. I, I did get mm -hmm. the invite to go to Sweden. I have not done that just yet because it's, it's a Sweden <laughs> and and b <laughs> right now COVID uh, impossible at the moment. So usually you get into teams. Uh, the teams are usually made comprised of uh, two writers, one lead, and a producer. So it's yeah. usually only one producer in these teams, and you just smash out a song. You go for, you, you do the whole thing. You do mixing, mastering, you do all of the vocals, you do everything, put it all together, shoot it off, and see if they like it. That's, yeah, that, that's a... Yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's cool. the kind of thing that, that I do. Uh, it's not something that I um, advertise greatly, especially in the fandom. Been in the mm -hmm. fandom since about 2008 oh. doing music. I've uh, performed Fox and More in the past. I had almost had a gig with Pepper Coyote. I've done oh, I've, I've done so much. I'm at that point where it's like, ah, <laughs> you I don't need to do it anymore. That's so fair. it's yeah. it's been really, really fun. I've DJed at cons. I've done Convergence, um, mm -hmm. Midfur, Ferdu. I did Furwag when it was when it was open. Um, yeah. And I feel like I kind of just excuse the language, but it kind of just blew the load <laughs> in those, in those years, that, that small period of time, I just did friggin' everything. Yeah. In fandom. Yeah. Um, I had took a good step back because it was just taking a lot of my time. That's um, fair, I focused yeah. on, on my career, which I can do a bit better now. Um, and yeah, work, work for the camera, do my own stuff, do my own freelance thing. Um, I had a small band that I don't really play with anymore, but still it was like, a, it was a nice thing that happened. Oh man, it's, it's, it's just in being, back and being at a forefront where I yeah. can see all the other creatives starting to get more momentum because back when I was mm -hmm. doing it, back when I was trying to get out in the fandom more so, it was no one was doing music. There were the only people doing music yeah. were DJs. Yeah. Um and it was tough because I just didn't know who to network with and who to work with. Uh and seeing it these days and seeing how prominent social media is and how people mm -hmm. are getting their work out via social media. Mm -hmm. I'm finding artists, I'm finding people who are in the fandom and like the game and like the um uh they they're in the game. They're yeah. doing yeah. music and yeah. they're they're really concentrated. They're, creating, they're not yeah. just that, yeah. yeah, they're really yeah. creating. They're putting stuff out there and they're putting themselves out there as well in the hopes of, oh, you know, either just a doing it for themselves and just saying, mm -hmm. hey, this is what I've got, or even like taking commissions. Don't see the latter too often, uh, but still, like, man, very creative like, musicians, get out there, man. We're here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, we're yeah. out here. It's not just only for <laughs> artists. And, and this cat can shred. Oh. <laughs> he, he, oh, oh. So I, I've been... Um, <laughs> I've been working on... Like, I do a little bit of production, but mm -hmm. not, like, to the same extent as Kalua. But, like, I kind of do, you know, like, my own personal music and, and that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I finished up a, a song recently, and I couldn't figure out how to finish it. Uh, and he's like, oh, just, uh, send send the instrumental my way. And I did, and he sent it back. Uh, he put a guitar solo on it. And, oh, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to release this song. It, it just gets really me every man. time. Yeah, oh, so you did such I a don't good know job. if there's going to be a... 
if there's going to be like a, a preview that we're going to put on the podcast, but man, oh, oh. bangs that Ooh, actually, that song, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't if you want so it. So good, I, I can. I yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I think you can out. pop that in. Oh, <laughs> dude, it sounds so good. Like the vocals yeah. that Harvo did, and the um, uh, and the the vocoder. Who who did the vocoder again? Ah, uh, yeah, I worked with uh, two other people in the fandom, uh, Haribo Arts and Billaby Arts. They both did the vocals. Um, and yeah, so I'm so happy with the song. <laughs> I mean, Kalua, like 2008. Like I was, I was like eight years old then. That, that is mad to me. Like that you've how, been. How, I said I'm 20. So like. Oh, okay. Okay. I was born. Like, I was born. Making me feel old. I was born in the <laughs> millennia. So I was born in 2000. So like. <gasps> <laughs> that's like me, but like with people who like born in like 2006. People who born in 2006 are like 14 now. Like that's that's weird to me. Like that. You should be like a baby, man. Like that, that's so weird. Yeah, oh. it was weird. People who were torn in the 2000s, I was jealous because you never have to try and remember your age. Yeah, it's easy. It's nice <laughs> yeah. and easy, you know? 2020, I'm 20. It's you know? like 2020, oh. you're 20. 2021, <laughs> yeah. you're 21. Yeah. My, mine was kind of similar with like 2008. I was in year eight. So mm. like whatever year I was in was the number at the end. Sort oh, of thing. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I started yeah, school that, in yeah, 2000. Makes sense. Oh, yeah. so now, it doesn't really apply now because I'm... Not at school. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it doesn't work anymore. It's like, what year nope. are in? Uh, year 18? What year is it? <laughs> I mean, right. So, Cleo, going back to the, like, kind of you kind of producing and, uh, like, making music for other people, kind of sparks a conversation about, like, what the kind of... Did you did you ever get credit... Do you get credited for the stuff that you make for other people? There are two ways you can go about it. You can either go for credit. Mm-hmm. Um, which means you get credited on uh, whatever that you have made uh, and you get royalties after that. So your name is on it permanently, yeah. permanently and forever. So you can choose to sell it that way, um, which means that the initial purchase price is much, much, much lower, pretty much zero. So okay. you don't get anything from it straight away, but if it's something that does end up hitting the big times, you know that your name is permanently on it and you do get royalties from then on. Yeah. Uh, the other way of going about it uh, is outright purchasing, which is the main way that we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main way we do it is that you just purchase everything. You purchase the, the rights to the music, the rights to the lyrics, everything. Mm-hmm. You don't even get credited. That's it. Uh, song goes, you get a nice lump sum of money, but then that's it. That's it, yeah. So you've yeah. got you've got that choice. So it's it's one of those things where do you, unless you are 100 and million percent that this song is going to fly and stay on the charts and be one of those classic songs that's going to come up and be used in social media and advertising. It's going to come up in, um, say, like playlist and best of albums. Then put your name on it yeah. because yeah. otherwise you, you're not going to get anything from it. And that work can go. So it, it, it works like a double-edged sword. You either have the choice of doing it one way, risking it, yeah. or doing it the other way. Like you could also shoot yourself in the foot the other way around. You mm-hmm. could sell off as as the full price oh, yeah. get the nice yeah. lump sum and ends up one of those being one of those songs that's absolutely timeless across the next, next yeah. century so it's like like uh, a guy i studied with not one of my um one of my uh lecturers he uh, him and his four brothers 
uh, wrote the song "What's the Time, Mr. Wolf." Yo, what? That's so yeah, so uh, this this Australian dude yeah. and his four brothers wrote "What's the Time, Mr. Wolf" back in the friggin' eighties. <laughs> Every so single cool. year, this guy gets about twelve k. That's Damn. mad, dude. That's just like like that, just like constant. That's mad. Yeah, constant kind of money. So when it's a classic like that, yeah, when it's something that's so so big and so so timeless. Exactly. That's when you want mm. your name to be. But you've got to be sure about that because if you take that deal and that song flops, you're earning a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. With, where that song could have earned you thousands straight off yeah. the bat. I mean, you can kind of like apply the same thing to like film directors or like producers that like they are such a big inherently part of the film, but they don't get a lot of like. I mean, directors aren't so bad because film directors, a lot of people like say, oh, this film's directed by this person. But like, I think people just like see actors and they're like, yo, like they are like the heart of the movie. And it's like, no, nah, like, like as a, well, as a person who's a film student, it's like, it's so, there's so much shit like behind that like happens that like creates the film. And like, it's, mm, it's about, yeah. it's interesting that like, obviously so many artists, like obviously, for example, Ghostwriter or something. And all you see is the the consumer just sees the artist singing and making the and releasing the track but it behind closed doors there's a lot more to it than just that and i think that can go for any kind of like medium yeah for example like um napoleon dynamite john heater the main dude 500 Mm. bucks whoa he got 500 bucks for that role in napoleon dynamite that that's in, I didn't even know that. I thought, that's, that's mad. Insane. Yeah, he, I didn't even know that. That's like an iconic character now as well. Like, that's, he's, he's absolutely like, yeah. iconic. That's one of the biggest indie films ever to be released. And this dude, like, he, he didn't get any royalties on it at all. No, that's it because he? He, he just got uh, like a lump sum for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he signed his name, well, he may be the actor in it, and at least you have that behind it because you can't forget a faith. It, an actor, yeah, is an actor. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's it. So they absolutely know that you're credited in the film. Otherwise, mm-hmm. who's it gonna? You, you can't have a guys, film yeah. and not say who's in it. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Can't get exactly. away with it there. But with music, we we where you've basically well, imagine like you've written the script and then you've sold the script yeah. to someone else. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Damn. Um, yeah. So when I was go back to like kind of the graphic design stuff that you do, Kasaki, what's the kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. most like kind of obviously Kalu was talking about how he kind of beat someone from, like, Director Sunny. Have you ever done something like that big with your graphic <laughs> design? Have you worked for, like, any, like... Obviously, I'm not going to be like, you must have worked for someone for someone, but I'm just saying, like, have you ever kind of had an experience with, like, a kind of bigger company or a client or something? Or, like... Um. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, we have bigger clients at my, at my job. And your that job, sort of yeah, thing. that's but, fair. But, um, I mean, people I've worked with uh, in my freelance time... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Oh, who is the name? Are, are you guys familiar with the? Uh, I don't know. The, the, their their YouTubers, uh, Boy in a Band. Um, oh Dan shit! Ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used to work for them. I used to. I started off my design career with um, this rapper, None Like Joshua, who did uh, like remixes mm-hmm. of, of video game tracks. I think he blew up with um, a Fix's uh, Zelda Step remix. So I used to be his graphic designer for a couple of years, and then through networking through him. I did a couple of things for a couple of Monster Cat artists mm-hmm. um, that I worked oh, for Boy in yeah. a Band. Uh, I've done album artwork for Vila, Dan Ball. Um, yeah, heaps of the guys within that circle of like YouTuber musicians sort of thing where they, they operate with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of a lot of my artwork, um, kind of it all kind of relates back to music in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't you, know, you do a little be... bit of stuff with for, um, I think you did mainly social media for Living's Tombstone? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Living Tombstone. So um, my my partner uh, Mixie uh, goes way back with with Living Tombstone. Uh, we went to one of his gigs in um, uh, in one of the other states in Australia, I think, in, in Sydney. And then from there, we networked, and and I uh, I pretty much worked on his so- social media for a, for a whole year, just getting That's paid so cool. to post memes. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's crazy just the amount of people you meet just through like networking through this fandom uh, it's just like there's so many people in it and you know just different people you can meet through other people i mean it's, yeah it's I crazy mean, yeah that's the thing like that's exactly kind of the like one of the core elements of the podcast is like i'm networking with like so many different creatives in order to kind of for yeah. them to kind of be able to share their creativity on the show as well which is kind of really nice yeah absolutely living tunes yeah like, yeah i am um, uh, this, what's that song it's like the my ordinary life one's like so sick and obviously like samples Nietzsche yeah Zero, which is like a really good anime as well i really like that song yeah yeah song. yeah but yeah no um yeah when i kind of pull out that boy in a band card everyone's like oh <laughs> uh yeah no he, he's a really nice dude really really yeah. nice dude he's like he's kind of slowed down the past couple of years but mm. um haven't talked in a while but you know that's you know that's how everything kind of goes but yeah that was pretty much my start was doing youtube thumbnails for for those sort of guys um artwork for just different songs coming up so so yeah i've kind of got a little collection of just unreleased songs that they never brought out as well which is is, kind of cool to 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 sit on and have you can't leak that shit like yeah 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 i mean i have (laughs) i have i have gotten permission to drop a couple of them in like dj sets and that sort of thing so yeah, that that's always cool to be able that's to cool. do. Um, as I mean, well. what are your experiences with like? I know this completely changes the subject. This is for both of you. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously in the UK, we only have like a few little conventions. Well, we have one big one and a few like little ones dotted here and there. And I mean, compared to the US, that have like multiple in like different yeah. states. Is it the same in Australia? Like, do you guys have a lot of fairy conventions, or is it more like um, you have like big specific ones that you would like? I, I yeah, never attended so, any yeah. so. So like the where, where I live, we the pretty much the only furry event is the furball thing. Uh, okay. That I DJ for, but where most of the conventions are is where Kalua lives. So there's Furdu, Neon Fur, which is what I was meant to be playing at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Furdu is pretty much the biggest one there. Furdu, yeah, it it really went um it really went far. So yeah, uh, I used to be oh well, I just I am friends with the the, the two main guys. Uh, which was Drake and Oz, and these two dudes—they were—they were absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome guys. They knew exactly what they wanted from the fandom and what the fandom wanted when it came to a convention. Um, the first Vodou was eighty people, mm-hmm. um, and then after that, people realized how much of a good con it was. Uh, these two guys put one hundred and ten percent of their time into this project, mm. um, made everything themselves, did everything themselves, invested properly into it, looked at the legalities of it. They did so so much to make this that this con what it was. And oh, I used to go over there their place all the time. I used to go over. Um, I helped them with a couple of projects, who just painting things or, or like making props for all of their um for their themes. And just seeing the amount of work that they put into it just really tugged on my heartstrings. Like, these guys were really serious about the project. And I'm yeah. really glad that this one just flew past all other projects. It flew past all other. Yeah. Seeing what it is now, like, seeing it start up, like, oh, what is it? I think it's, it's, it's cool when ago, it starts from, like, humble humble beginnings like that. Really, really humble beginnings. Like, and people yeah. realized how much of a good con it was. So yeah. and I ended up just going every single year. I think I've only missed out on, like, one. Um, yeah. 
And it's just, just so good. The only other one that was the bigger, bigger ones was uh, known as Midfer or Convergence, um, and mm-hmm. that was down in Melbourne. Um, it was yeah. one of those things where it was big for what Australia was, but I kind of felt sorry for the people from the US that came over expecting mm. a convention like NFF <laughs> yeah. or like AC, yeah. and they get there and it's like 300 people. Yeah, and we're like, we don't, we don't, we don't is, really have this the... is all we got. <laughs> for yeah. what it I mean, is, like, there's... It's just blown up big time that the fandom is as a general. Mm. There's so many new guys coming into it, and it makes me scared because I haven't been to been to Photo in, in three years now. It makes me scared to go because there's be so many new faces that it's gonna be so big. I, yeah, that's it. Um, I remember when back when I when I started up, uh, it was um, myself and about twelve other people in a coffee club. That's all we did. <laughs> what was in Brisbane? Yeah, and it's so weird how it. things can like, just grow. Like it's that, so you know? weird having yeah. to go. And then you you look at the um. I think there's a meet that happens uh, in South Bank every week, every Tuesday. Uh, I don't even know if it's happening now, but it happened for a while. And there were good sixty to eighty people per week. It's wow. like I know two of you people. That's <laughs> it. I don't know anyone. But yeah, so that, that's wise, pretty much the uh, reason. Much. Yeah, that's, that's pretty it. much the attendance of the furball thing. In the yeah. state, I mean, uh, we we tried to do like conventions here but it just doesn't we don't really have the infrastructure for it and there's not really like much reason for people to come here when they can you know australians can just go to furdu go to Mm -hmm. you know the one in i think there's one in perth called uh uh waf or something uh, I think, um, yeah, WAF, WAF started up. Uh, Furwag was a long one, but that was um, yeah. only ran for about yeah, who's two cracking, years. Who's, who's cracking open a cold one? Oh, I'm cracking up with a cold one. So, <laughs> Bundaberg, I've been looking for this for years, man. Um, I've been looking for alcoholic sarsaparilla for freaking ages. Oh, makes me, I remember you telling me sound about like I'm 80 years old, but man, it is <laughs> no, good. I remember, I remember you telling me that, that you're like, yeah, you were like, oh, you, you got to try this. I'm like, I... All right. I would probably well, open, but it's it. like it's quarter to ten in the morning for me, so I mean, probably not. <laughs> I'm uh, just drinking drinking water out of a Supreme uh, water bottle right, right now. Base. Okay, oh. yeah, that, 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 right, that's a good transition, right? Can we, like, let's talk about fashion because, like, oh, we all fuck with fashion like a lot. <laughs> so, like, to me, oh, absolutely, yeah. To me, fashion is a way that kind of majorly, majorly links with my fairy side, like. I plan yeah, yeah. like the fits for my commissions. I yep. send like I have like collages, and I I leave like write a piece on like why this fits like a thing. And usually I try and represent the fit with the album. So I I always link a music album in an outfit to most, if not all, of my commissions. I mean I'm looking at my big poster of the Life of Pablo commission that I got. Yeah, no, that, that I cool. like love. Shout out to Sir Kaikyo for for doing that uh, commission. That's like one of the best commissions I've ever got. Um. So do you guys feel like you also have a big kind of like link from like fashion oh, with yeah. furries? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because like for me, I was kind of always, I guess, on the fringe of it with 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 getting more into the fandom mm-hmm. and finding the kind of subculture of like fashion first stuff was what made me kind of delve deeper. I mean, yeah. it's how oh, yeah. Kalura and I met. Same. I oh, up, yeah. yeah. So I cool. think I posted my sneaker collection to Twitter because I'm, I'm a massive sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. Ask me anything about Jordans and Nikes, I could pretty much tell you. <laughs> I it, it's like I can't remember like algebra or maths, but I can remember like what year Michael Jordan wore like the Jordan fours <laughs> to win, you know, yeah. this championship, um, which actually came up. Recently we need to speak. We, we need to, to speak like to that again. Drop. Speak about that again when it came to the guavas. We need to speak to that. Oh, yeah. Keep so, going. Keep going though. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that. But yeah, like. Uh, I posted my sneaker collection to to my furry Twitter. Um, I think yeah, Solidog commented on it. He's like, "Yo, are you in the the 
like the hype, hype, hype telegram chat. I went, no, I'm not. And he's like, added me. And that's how I met Kalua and how I met a bunch of other more people. That's so sweet. And then just once I can't, because I was kind of, yeah, always on the fringe of it, um, especially with like my partner Mixie. She's a big fairy artist and that sort of thing. But I kind of didn't find my spot within the fandom until that happened. It's mm-hmm. so like, yeah, once I found all that side of it, I was like, yeah, no, I, I love this. Yeah. So I pretty much do the same thing. All of the commissions I get are all outfits I have like uh, the last two pieces I got from uh, Big Round Lion um, where I got like I'm so jealous dude I've been, I've been trying for a slot from there for so long yeah, man so they so keep so releasing I them at 4am we can all <laughs> my alarm at like 3 in the morning Wake oh, up, that's my... message them yeah See, I, it's I fine. was like no I'm determined to get yeah, this slot it's fine for me because like I think they're on the same time zone as me yeah so yeah because they're, yeah. they're based in the UK but for me I like I like got paid i got i like didn't get paid from work like the week before and i was oh. like i don't have enough money for this shit but i will next week so, but i'm like the slots are gone so i just haven't had time to do yeah. it but the yeah. way they draw uh, fits holy fucking shit it's so oh, cool i love the, the detail it's i'm, I'm literally looking at it above my desk right now i've got that <laughs> one framed i got another piece with by uh i think it's leon spotty dog in the in the travis sb dunks mm-hmm. just oh I, I, yeah no I, I love this part of it and yeah that's how i met how, how color yeah. and i met um well it's good oh, that you like can two, like connect two to, years like, ago now yeah in in, in the chat yeah no, it's, it's been good yeah i was hella jealous yeah i mean we'll admit i was get right obviously i'm like gucci feline it's in your art like it's obviously a big <laughs> part of your like fairy identity i'm assuming uh fashion Fashion is yes. The Gucci part was a complete joke. Uh, like that was just something I I needed a a handle of some sort. Yeah. Uh, what's fancy? Gucci. What else is fancy? Cats. Gucci. Gucci Stick them together. Slap it on. Make a header with Gucci some main, other guys. Lions have mains. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got it. He's got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. it was just a. I, I I don't have a single Gucci piece. I will admit, man. Not not a single one. Yeah, um, you're more of you're, you're more of a supreme guy. Yeah, that's it. So a supreme and an off white yeah. dude. I'm, I'm into that hype stuff. Um, I, I like the I like their pieces. Uh, I don't usually like the, the weird side of it. I like anything that you can make look a bit more contemporary and yeah. streetwear wise, yeah. rather than like the full 100 yeah. percent hype. That's don't want to yeah tip yeah on there it's because like, people are like oh you're hype. He's like oh, I just have a lot of like yeah. hype yeah. sort of thing. I was I gonna say like, yeah we, we both kind of have that that thing of of we'd rather like you know like when you see people just wear an outfit where it's like head to toe drip if you will and it's like they don't know how to put an outfit together it's like like, i focus on on it's it's like the the big round line piece like i've got a shirt that's like pink and stripes and whatever Mm -hmm, and i wear that with the 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 shoes but the the shirt's not hype but the shoes are but I, i would rather wear a fit where the whole thing's put together, it's like, yeah, you know how to dress rather than... You yeah. got it. You absolutely you've got, got it. You've rather got than head just... to toe, head to toe, like, oh, Supreme Boonie, Off-White Hoodie. Off-White Hoodie, and know, it's like Balenciaga shoes. And it's just like, it's just, I, I, I completely uh... get that though. Like, I think, I obviously, like, I love, like, hype beastie kind of, like, fucking clothing. Oh, yeah, But I'm absolutely. not, I'm not like, going like... to buy a t-shirt if I'm, if I think it looks like shit, I'm not just going to buy it because of the exactly. brand. Like, because why? Exactly. I, I'm not really a massive reseller, so I'm like, why would I yeah. buy yeah, something same. I'm not going to wear? One of my favorite pieces of Supreme, which is my first piece of Supreme I got, was a Supreme piece. And it was like probably the, like one of the closest things to fairy we're ever going to get at Supreme. And it was like, 
It's like a photo of like a dog and it says, remember your friends. Oh, yep. That's yep, a fucking yep, sick know, t-shirt. That's one of my favorite t-shirts ever. I only wear it out to like restaurants and stuff because I don't want to get it fucked up and shit. And I remember <laughs> when I went to that festival and I saw the guy wearing my t-shirt, like some of the guy, and I was like, how the fuck did you wear that to a gig, like a festival? Like your shit's going to get fucked. Oh. Like, I was like, damn. It's like seeing yeah. anyone wearing like really nice shoes at a festival, especially a festival. Yeah, like, I, 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 ha- I have to wear Vans to a gig. It was, yeah, it was I, so I, funny. I always wear Vans at a gig, yeah. but you know, I can't. It's like you're not there to. No one's there to look at your feet. They're yeah, there exactly. to look at the stage. So I'm like, <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Who are you gonna flex stuff? on yeah, at exactly. a gig? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's so exactly. funny because I was I wore my old like skate shoes there. And I remember, it's okay, I'll wash them. I'll be able to wash them and, you know, because they were, like, muddy as shit. I was like, I'll be able to wash them and skate them. They were, like, crusty. Like, I couldn't move them. They were, like, oh, solidified because yeah. there was so much mud and shit in them. Um, Yeah, I mean... There's fashion, a time like, and a place. Yeah, there's a time. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly, exactly. Like, exactly. I, I'm, still, I'm still always one for, like, you know, wear, wear your sneakers. Like, yeah. I have I have shoes that some people will go, like, oh, well, why would you wear that out? And I'm like, well, I would rather enjoy it than just have it sit in oh, the yeah, cupboard. Oh, yeah, totally. Exactly. Forever. I've... Yep. What would, what would you say, like, are you to, like, what were your, what were your favorite SBs? Because, I mean, like, Chunky Donkeys oh. kind of go hard, though. Like, they, they were like, I love those. <laughs> but, I mean, also at the same time, like, holy shit, like, the resale price on those? Like, oh, like yeah. it, when it, when they were first, like, a massive, they were like, I swear they were like a grand, you know? Like, I swear they were. Like, there were a lot of uh, I think we both agree what our favorite SBs are, Kazaki. Yeah, and I, yeah, we, we, we both have them. The, 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 we both have the, them. We both paid resale for both. The, <laughs> the, the, that's, the, that's the most I've paid for, for a shoot, uh, probably. Um, oh, in recent times, at least. Uh, yeah, the Travis Dunks. I knew I, it. I, I knew it. I, was like, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Yeah, yeah I mean, they're sitting right next to me now. I was wearing them today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if Just I turn around, I, I wear I'll see them in my boxes. Oh, there you yeah, are, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I'm uh, not, I'm who's, who's got more Travis head. Travis sneakers at this? Is it is it me? No, you for sure. Like I've only yeah, got two Travis sneakers. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've got the, I I've got the dunks and I've got them ones. Yeah, I've got the I've got the one highs, the one lows, the Air Force <laughs> ones, and then the dunks. Tough, this guy. <laughs> I see. I'm not. I'm yeah, not so as I'm, a big sneakerhead. It's like clothes. Like I'll spend like a shit ton yeah. on clothes, but like shoes. My most expensive piece of uh, like like pair. Is the fucking like CDG Converse? <laughs> so like, I do not <laughs> spend got, a lot of money. You got the, the Converse. I got the, the shoes with the hearts on. You got the Converse with the hearts. They're they're you know, they're a detriment to fashion. If you wear those, you know, you're just basic. Uh, I, I, fucking, I love them. They've become they've become a fashion meme in itself. Yeah, sort of really, it's like yeah, if you wear yeah. play CDG, just like you do, you don't deserve it. You know, I I I follow this really <laughs> funny. Instagram uh, page, so I called it Fashion One because I saw this so fucking. Oh cool. yeah, I know the one. I know the one. <laughs> okay, just, that's uh, an instant I love follow the... just for the name alone. Yeah, literally yeah. Just taking the. Piss I love the out those are the ones where they pay it like all the Rick Owens. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's it's good because yeah. they take the piss out of people like me who just like go CDG hard. Yeah. Like, but then they also yeah. take the piss out of people who are like, lol, Rick Owens are like the best thing to ever exist. And yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> I don't fuck with Rick Owens. Uh, I find him so boring and cl- chunky. I don't know, like, uh, I respect see, you if you like yeah, Rick Owens, there are some I pieces. I just don't vibe with them. Yeah, so, yeah for, for me, there's some pieces in, in Rick... Like, I really want a Rick Owens uh, hoodie. I know it's, like, a really basic piece, but, like, there are pieces within his thing that I kind of like because mm-hmm. it focuses... I find that with, like, tech wear especially, oh, yeah, even though it's all black, like it, it really focuses on, like, cut and fit and length yeah. and silhouette. Like, mm. that, that's the main focus, is it's not yeah. focused on the colours in that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wifey yeah, is pretty right. similar, hey? 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like in terms of what I wear, I kind of go for, you know, like skater, streetwear sort of thing. And I focus on kind of like earth tones with like one highlight color. Like mostly my highlight color ends up being pink (laughs) out of of, of mostly anything or red. Um, Green. For me, I'm just bright. Like (laughs) anything bright for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've got a good amount of of, uh, like a lot of. a contrast here so because i can yeah, use a lot yeah. of the earth tones uh you yourself right go for a lot of uh a lot of the big big colors whereas I'm, I'm like kind of half and half i like like going for my neutral colors my mm-hmm. uh, my blacks whites and my grays and then a color highlight yeah. on top of those like pick a yeah, particular absolutely. one like i mean it's nice because like you talk about skatewear uh kusaki like i i skate personally yeah. and it's like nice that i can kind of wear a decent fit in like skating it as well but like yeah, for me, yeah, like absolutely. obviously Palace is a skate brand, and I completely get that. And obviously, I buy Palace. It's like one of my favorite, probably the favorite brand for me right now. I do wear Palace stuff sometimes when I skate, but also there's some pieces that I'm like, my god, like I do not want to skate in this because if I <laughs> bail, like I'm gonna fuck it up. Like yeah, my one of yeah. my favorite pieces. I don't know if yeah. you saw it. It's like a trifurc with like a jaguar on it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that. Uh, I got like the red version of that, and like I think I've only worn it like five times because I'm like, holy shit, like oh, this is incredible. Yeah, like, I love it. It's I, so nice. I've got the Travis SB skateboard. That, oh like, shit! That yeah, yeah, you were showing me on their Telegram. Yeah. Um, I skate it, but I'm scared to skate the shoes because I don't want to ruin them. So I yeah, just <laughs> I, I, I skate like the board. The, yeah, the promo but I wear Vans or, or or I wear um mm-hmm. uh, SB blazers, which are really really good because yeah. like. The SP Blazers just have the same insole as the Dunks, where it's got that like padded cushioning bit yeah, with your heel. It's, it's mm. nice, yeah, comfy it's, for it's it. Really yeah. It's it's good. Like when you skate, like personally, like if I'm trying to ollie like a gap, or if I'm trying to ollie like a like a small stair set, it helps like impact and stuff. But I mean, the the yeah. Travis Scott SBs, they like I watched the promo video for that, and they have like two layers, and I thought, yeah, really yeah. Cool. Like, the skateboard like, has the them, same like, thing. It takes it off. Yeah, the, the the skateboard has the yeah. same thing. So there's a hidden print underneath the Paisley print. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's black and black with like white paisley so print, dope. and then when, then as you like kind of scratch it away as you skate on it, yeah. um, it's got like like the cactus jack metal logo yeah. where it's like beige and grey underneath, which is really really cool. So it kind of it's the same as the shoes where it has that like tearaway sort of idea, which I really mm. like. But and it's like I, I really like I love it. the shoes um, too much as they as they are. To, I've got to a little archive uh, pair of the Nike Vandal Supremes. Um, oh, they're dude. not they're not in my size, which really sucks. But it's one of those pairs that you're made to skate in. So it's a, it, mm. it's like Vandal was like the first. I think I think that's what they were kind of going for skate wise mm-hmm. before yeah, like, SB that, that... came along. I think. Yeah. And. They just purposely just ripped a lot of the stuff off just to make it look good. And what's yeah. underneath is like a comic strip underneath. So you've have like yeah, the first cool. the, the first fabric, which is just like a, a lined fabric, and then after the under that is like mm-hmm. a comic strip mm-hmm. that's underneath. It's a different uh, different material altogether. Mm-hmm. I'm like these are so cool. That's yeah, that, yeah. that is it's just like I mean... the, uh, the the dunk started as like oh, there were three different um, Nike silhouettes kind of meshed into one because they originally just started as a high top. And they made them as like this set for uh, like basketballers and like different university colors back in the 1980s, like just after the Jordan One release. So it's like the Nike Vandal, I think the Nike Terminator and the Jordan One kind of mixed together to make the Dunk. So they did like eight pairs, and they didn't sell very well. Um, they ended up in bargain bins, and then skaters bought them. And then after a while, they wanted to Nike wanted to break into skating. Um, and then they know they tried to make a couple of different shoes. I think it was the, 
the, the Nike chodes. If you Google that, they look awful. They did not take off at all. That was their first attempt at skateboarding. It flopped. It, is that and they spelt went, how I think it's spelled? Yeah, is that, is yeah that it's like, spelled is that it's exactly okay, how you think it is. C-H-O-A-D. <laughs> it's, it's spelled exactly how you think it is. My uh, God. And they just look awful. What and then they went, name? hang on a minute. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they don't look very good. So, And then they realized that, look, look wait a minute, the perfect skate shoe we have, we've already made. So they just turned it into a low top. And they re-released the Dunk uh, as a low top, and then they did a skateboard version, which is the SB. Uh, well, and then awful. they padded the tongue, padded the padded the sides, and then now we have the SB Dunk. They look like so, they, they yeah, do look crazy. like bargain bin shoes. I gotta say. Yeah. Like, like... <laughs> so yeah, it pretty much it, Nike's failed attempt um, at uh, making a skate shoe when they had their hidden gem already made previously, and it's yeah. just like you know. Because because I mean, because dunks were just in bargain bins back in yeah. the day because no one bought them for basketballing so I mean one skaters of my, just ripped them up. Going back to Palace, one of my favorite kind of like pieces of Palace clothing, well not clothing even there. Uh, my my skateboard deck that I'm skating right now has got a fairy element to it because I've skated Lucian, it's like a Lucian Clark eight two five, and it's just got a massive like photo of a lion fursuit on, like, <laughs> and I was like, it was perfect for me because I previously skated a lucian clark deck and i was used yeah. to i was used to the 825 but then i like and then i saw his like his next um design for the season i was like that's got a fucking fursuit on the back that like, i need to buy that like like <laughs> I, I can't not buy that so i've just bought it and oh that's it's really great good, so oh that's awesome and i mean it's interesting that, like how awesome. so many obviously half of the people watching listen to this right will be like what the fuck's all this like sup supreme <laughs> what's be, all like, this then yeah like in and you know that's the thing. It's just like furries, like it's got nothing to do with that, but it kind of brings people that have like yeah, yeah, like hobbies. There's together. so many sub. There's so many niches within this niche yeah, that I exactly. found. Like there's just there, there's subcultures within the subculture, and that's what I really like because it's like there's there's music furries, there's there's fashion furries. Oh yeah, you know. Shout out to Solar Dog with the the FF Collective. You know. Oh, all it's, all it's, yeah, absolutely! Yeah. It's such a good it's such a good collection, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just you know, highlighting different artists that that focus on you know different like pieces, fashion yeah. related pieces, and that's what started you know my um little like grail hit list of just different artists I need to commission. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I've made my way through a fair amount of it at, at this point. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I've gone through um different phases when it comes to what kind of artist to commission. Um, it went from like. Uh, realism was like the way I wanted to go, and then then it went just toony. I think pretty it's pretty much stayed toony, but then it's like toony with yeah. a with a little flavor and peppering of fashion as well. Yeah, that, no, yeah that's I, just, I, so I like, like all those artists. I'm just like whoop, <laughs> just tunnel vision yeah. towards. I mean, them. even I was like and the then first, immediately check yeah. their commissions. The first eyes I ever commissioned, um, shout out just sketch. Uh, I th- actually th- I also think they're potentially Australian based as well, or at least uh, Australian oh, really? based. Um. They were like, um, I was I first person I ever commissioned. And I looked up like fashion on a on Fair Affinity, and I saw <laughs> somebody posted a piece that looked sick, and I was like, "Can you do this for me?" And they were like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." Like, send me some stuff over, and I was like, "Okay." So I've like planned this entire outfit, out, and they were like, "Whoa, okay." And I had like the Prem CDG bogo and like this like champion jacket I own personally, and like in some golf wang fucking vans. And then I was like, they were like, I'm not really that experienced in drawing fashion, but I'll let you, I'll like give you updates. And then they sent me it and I was like, it's fucking dope. Like, so sick. That's so, awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of the, I think a lot of the, uh, the outfits that we 
uh, that we commissioned you and I, Kazaki, or, or actually, actually all of us. Um, a lot of the ones we commissioned, we own those outfits yeah. in person as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, I mean, it's like it, a personal it's, connection, it's, isn't it? So yeah, exactly. It, yeah, there's it, a big, big personal that, connection, but, but it's it, yeah. it works against you sometimes. I actually <laughs> so I get this this is a random dude. Just he sends me a DM on Twitter, and he says unrelated question. Um, or completely random question, do you actually have that? So he sent me the f- picture of one of my commissions and said, do you, ha- do you have that hoodie IRL? And I went, yeah, why? He's like, I'm pretty sure I saw you at the shops with some other dude the other day. <laughs> Fuck. And oh. I'm like, oh no, uh, are you sure you got the right guy? He's just like, yeah, you're from Brisbane, right? I saw you with some other dude with pink hair um, at the food court at this particular time. Yeah, and I went, <gasps> Oh no! I'm being doxxed. But it turns out the dude was pretty sweet. Like he was, he was a good, he was a good guy. And he was like, "Hey man, I know this chick that works at Off White. Do you want up some belts? She's doing like a fifty percent off sale at the Off White store down in Sydney." And he hooked me up like big time. But then at the same time, it's oh. like that oh, was God, really specific. Like, I know, that's kind of so yeah, I was gonna say because yeah. you're not really like furry on main sort of but, guy. Yeah, that's definitely not. Yeah. So I, I don't yeah, post yeah. anything whatsoever. Of, I was gonna say because uh, I, I regularly post like oh his fit pics and, and stuff. I don't know how it happened, but it did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Goes, I, I think the closest like, one is that is that drawer we got of the two of us in our actual fits. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the closest you ever get. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, just because it's like fairies are everywhere. Like, just you know, you gotta watch out. Yeah, you know? yeah. You gotta watch out, man. I mean, it's just, like, it just time, like, a few years ago, this is before I was like, mm, maybe it's a few years, maybe it was just, like, when I just became a fairy, I mean, I got on the, I got on the train, and somebody, like, sat, like, near me, was wearing, like, a fairy and proud, like, hoodie, and I was like, dog, like, I gotta tell you, but I didn't, I just sat there, and I was like, you have no idea, like, you have no idea, you're sitting <laughs> right next to one of your kind, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's it's the a, thing, walk by you, this you, guy you, you never really like, know. Uh, oh, no, you, you go first, because, like, like, you never kind of really know. Um, sometimes, and sometimes you'll find out and like, you know, just some, some people that don't uh, open with it and then you find out they are, it's just like, oh, this is, this is cool because I have another connection to this person now in, in a way, if it, even if it's just, you both know that you are sort of thing and it's not, you know, publicly yeah. out there or anything, but it's just like, you know, it, 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 it connects people together. It brings out another connection. No, I get that totally. It's cool. Mm, I walked past a dude wearing one of the Ferdu shirts, um, I didn't know him, he didn't know me, but I walked past him and I went, hey man, nice shirt. And he was like, ah, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> he just had no idea how to react. Just kept so walking oh, it's like called out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah called out and then it's like, all right, see ya. Okay, so I think we've talked a lot about fashion, obviously, and fairy stuff, probably fashion for the most part. But uh, we should move on to the album choice of this week, which is uh, Because the Internet by Childish Gambino. Okay, so what do you guys think of this album? Because obviously, Kusaki, it was your choice. But clearly, yeah. you obviously listen to Gambino too, I'm guessing. So it's just oh, like... Oh, I am an absolute fan. I'm a massive fan. Um, probably not as deep as what this? Kusaki... Yeah, because... The kind of stuff that you Kusaki tell, the tells telegram, me. You were talking in the like, what? I was like, yo, I fuck with Gambino. You know, I used to listen to his stuff like loads. And then you were like, yeah, so there's like an entire like storyline behind the album. And I was like, yo, what Yeah, dude, so just this go into it, album just go into is it, insane. <laughs> like... Like, he created, like, what I really love about it is he just created this whole world around it. Mm-hmm. There was, obviously, the script, the the video clips that go with the script, the music videos, and then it also extends to the lyrical content, but then also, like, the interviews around the time, uh, the live show, just 
he was basically doing like performance art for a good two years around this album release because he was dressing as the gang character in, yeah. in, in the script the whole time and it's just i love how like how deep he went with the art because it made it just more than just the music so it was almost like a world that you can like yeah. live in if you want to um he did uh oh, pretty sure he did installations of like the character's bedroom um you know just, just so much content to just kind of really sink your teeth into um and yeah no it, it's something that's been kind of really I guess inspirational to me in, in mm. that sort of sense, and like the more you delve into it, the more you realize there's connections with you know his other projects, both before and yeah. after, in both like uh, themes or just different stuff he sings about. Like, yeah. I mean, like everyone loves the the song you know three thousand and five. Yeah, but then like on his album, uh, "Awaken My Love," like "Have Some Love" is literally pretty much the same lyrical content as three thousand and five, just repackaged into a different you know, yeah. way. I mean, he's, he's incredibly, in he's incredibly talented. I mean, he's like a oh, yeah. <laughs> actor, musician, you know, director. Obviously, he's, he wrote. Did he write Atlanta, or did he just? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he wrote Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. uh, he wrote that just, with his. Brother. I still haven't seen it, but I need to. And I think. Oh, I, you need to get onto it. It's yeah. good. It's good. Um, I personally just associate that album with like, um, twenty sixteen, like summer, like just finished GCSEs. It's like a UK like exam thing. It's like a big thing. I just finished GCSEs and it was like the whole summer was just like red hot and me and my friends just just like sit on field and just like listen to fucking either worst guys and it was just like like I just I I literally have like do you know like Snapchat memories like I that memory comes up like every single thing of like me panning the like absolute boiling field and it's just like like I don't know it was just so much compared to like COVID and shit like I missed like stuff like that like so much yeah yeah so yeah. obviously that's kind of like, music really thing. brings back memories and that sort of stuff like for sure mm-hmm. like it has that ability to just like you know like when you, when you haven't heard a song for a while and you go listen to it again and you kind of it, it's almost like but i find that with like music and like um you know you just get transported back to where you were you know in a sort of sense yeah where you when you first heard it or your best memory related to a song and that sort of stuff yeah. I, I really like that with music okay so i'm gonna jump over to clue what would you say is your favorite track on the album and why it oh, it's it's for the longest time been sweatpants. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the absolute longest, the uh, I could like, bust out sweatpants for you like right now, man. <laughs> Don't make me do <laughs> oh, it, but yeah, I, I could. could <laughs> it's 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 just such a good song, and it and it and it without even knowing uh, anything about the background of the track or background or even any um, context of the rest of the album, it by itself already paints enough of a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, about what it's about and it's it it just really nails home um the kind of lifestyle that particular rappers would live or to brag about or show off about yeah um it's not incredibly obvious about where it's going um and it kind of nails it home when it gets to the very end where yeah. I, I think it i think it shows it in the video clip as where when he says i don't give a fuck about my family name yeah, yeah, yep. and that part moment. is like the, the the pivotal point in that particular song, where it just shows mm-hmm. that there's something else about this character, or there's something else about yeah. this guy yeah. who's been singing about being amazing, being rich, having all of these things, having all of these friends, and it goes on for so long, and then it just gets to a pivotal point at the end where everything's just turned on its head, where it kind yep. of says there's a serious part 
about this story. There's actually quite a hurtful part about this story mm-hmm. and wh- who this character is and what this guy is talking about. And it kind of just, it, yeah, it, it makes you feel different the first time you hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the it's, next, it's... when you when you listen to it again in context of itself, you kind of realize that this guy's just putting it on. You kind of, yeah, it's, it's just yeah, what I, yeah. that's just how I felt yeah, from the start. And then hearing all the stuff that Kazaka's been talking about, about about the the context of the rest of the album, really, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because that, that, that moment is kind of like, it happens in three different parts of it. So it, it, it happens simultaneously in the song, in the music video, and in the script, that, yeah. that slamming down of the hand thing. Um, and like, the lyric before that is like, they had to dump the Gatorade, and then it kind of has that, like, the strings that come after that are almost like he's having this like anxiety attack because he's realized that like, you know, he's flexing and all that sort of stuff, but he doesn't have any real connections, which is what the whole album's about is about mm. finding like a true connection, you know, like internet web connections and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, that, that, that slamming down to the hand moment is, is breaking of that, that, that flexing outside persona. And, and you see kind of, deeper into it where you realize that he's not okay and that everything around him is like that 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 moment is the start of kind of his existential crisis in the story so to speak because from then on like the next song is about like yeah Mm. because like 3005 comes after that which everyone assumes is a love song but it's him about him singing about like oh i don't want to be alone maybe i can fill this void with someone else and then after that yeah there's, I think, the party where he has a party and he's trying to do the same things again, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't fill that void again. And he ends up having like a, a mental breakdown at the end of the song. And then, you know, and then, yeah, it keeps going from there. But yeah, no, that, that song is definitely yeah, that, I mean, that kind of moment. Yeah, one of the um, kind of uh, biggest, obviously, structures of it is the fact that it's all like in uh, numbered. It's all numbered. Like, I'm scrolling through it now and it's like all Yeah, kind of, like, yeah, it, it's, it's set in chapters. Okay. Um, so to speak, like like the first section. Uh, hold on, let me pull up the album so I can <laughs> gives me a good idea. Um, it's like the first section with like crawl and world star. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is just him, you know, flexing. World star is where in the in both the yeah. There's a lot of parts in it, both in the script and in Gambino's real life, where it kind of is a reflection. So like in world star, uh, the character hears someone getting shot. Um, outside a club, which actually they actually witnessed, him and his friends witnessed when they were in Atlanta yeah. outside a club, they saw someone get shot. And then, like, the character comes close to death, and that's what kind of starts this journey for him. Like, the worst guys then from there is him trying to get rid of those mental feelings by, you know, hanging out with his friends, but it just doesn't have that same sort of feeling for him anymore. Um, sweatpants, and then 3005 is him kind of going further on mm-hmm. that. The party, no exit, is him really going deep into that. And then Flood of the Navigator, Zealots of Stockholm, is him kind of recovering from that. And then, like, Pink Toes is him falling in love with another character. Earth, the oldest computer is him then... Spoilers for the script, but, like, pretty much leading up to his... The character's death flashing Mm -hmm. before his eyes. And then Life, the Biggest Child is basically, like, kind of like the end credit song... But I like it as well because, like, in the lyrical book, like, in, in the lyric book, in the CD and the vinyl, it says featuring Donald Glover. So it's almost like this, like, that's, halfway That's sick. I didn't even know that. Like, I own the vinyl Where it's personally. like, yeah, yeah. It's this halfway point where it's like, 
it's it's that line where it's like oh halfway between Donnie G and Gambino like where's that line and it's kind of like him splitting the persona into two separate characters sort of thing and it goes back to like that line in um uh, in sweatpants where he's like oh I'm winning which is a reference to Charlie Sheen uh which is a reference to the fact that there's Donald Glover Gambino and then the main character in the script is called the boy so it's two and a half men literally that's, as yeah. Donald like two that's and a half so, men so, so cool. yeah I mean it, it, it's, it's I, like really I said really cool. he's a, I think he's like he's a creative he kind of he thinks a lot about what he does he he's acting he produces he directs he makes mm-hmm. music and it's just like I think it's just so much he's time brought all of it together of, yeah and yeah exactly yeah, yeah. like he's brought he's oh, some, obviously sure. a lot of albums do do storytelling but I would say not to this extent of no, connecting no, a, an entire script to a record, if you know what I mean. I think that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love absolutely. that. I think it's great. And it's a very unique way of kind of um, representing kind of the feelings and emotions of the artist as well. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, I guess I wanted to talk about it as well, because like, especially in 2020, um, just, and the whole theme of the album being connections and, and the internet, like, I mean, what we're doing here right now is, connections through the internet with the podcast and and what what, what the main thing we do we've found with this fandom is the connections we've Mm -hmm. made from it so it's it's very kind of topical just showing that like that the main thing you know we can really use this for when we kind of feel you know like how we're talking about the album feeling alone and that is is the connections we've made through this and, Mm -hmm. and people we've met people we can talk to and and have those bonds sort of thing yeah, yeah. I, I just found it, yeah, like, really, really helped during COVID and, and all of us being stuck inside. Oh, I get inside. that, totally. People so, I've met, you know. Yeah. Would you say, like, this is to both of you, I'll ask Kalua first just to switch over the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say this is Gambino's magnum opus? Like, would you say it's his, like, kind of elite? Because I remember when I used to be, like, 16, I used to be like, oh, I think, uh, is it Cowie or whatever is better? Uh, that's a bunch of shit. Like that's not right. It is not. <laughs> I don't think it's good because you're in there. And I think Awaken My Love is also incredible. Uh, I think it's a. I think he's done it in a way that like he's kind of shifted his kind of style as well. Like it isn't his kind of. Things. But what do you think? It's no. Uh, see, I'm I'm really caught between this album and Awaken My Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, yeah. really caught between them. So at the same time as uh, as because the internet is written like one big story, I feel like Awaken My Love is a bunch of little ones. It's a bunch of short yeah. stories compiled in with each yeah. other, and I yeah. So it's it's like, ah, uh, it's tough because it's been so classic for so long, and then for mm-hmm. something to mm-hmm. come and be new again and be reinventive, but also have those points in it as well where it kind of uh, it gets you thinking at the same time. So it's it's brought on other feelings the the more you listen to them. Mm-hmm. It's very similar. Yeah. So, Awaken My Love has been has been that album for me. I think that is is my favorite. But I still think that uh, because the internet was his defining moment. That's yeah, fair. it's yeah. definitely for me. It's definitely the I guess the blueprint for mm. like ideas and stuff he brings up in both Awaken My Love and his latest album Three Fifteen Twenty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll touch I on mean, that a little bit, but yeah, what, like what do you think I really one? like Awaken so My I think Love. It got like mixed like, reception a little bit. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I think, I think a lot of people, like, yeah. I think a lot of people have have kind of dismissed it when I think it's something that we should delve into more. Um, I mean, like the whole idea of it. Like, um, I mean, there's one point I just wanted to before we move on to three fifteen twenty. What I really love about 
um, Awaken My Love is that like Donald took the sounds that his father loved in, in the music he grew up with and he remembered from his childhood and then repackaged them in a way to bring his newborn children into the world, like a kind of like a gift for them. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of the songs on Awaken My Love are about like him meeting his wife, him having his kids and that sort of stuff. So it's like taking like the sounds of his childhood and giving them to his his kids in, in a new new sort of way. But yeah, with 31520, it's kind of a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. And like with that album, what he's trying to do is show that. So that's why the album cover is white. That's why all the songs are just timestamps. Is because he's trying to let you put meaning into the songs yourself. He's letting you do the work rather yeah. than him doing the work like he did with Because of the Internet. No, I get that. And like... The one, once I'm kind of like, I guess, realizing that, I, I, I definitely think it's an album that people have been too quick to dismiss. And mm. it, it's something that I think needs, I guess, further analyzation and kind of given given them more of a chance. Uh, I've been listening to it a lot recently again. And it's, and, and it's not something that out stands things. out immediately as, a, as one of his yeah. up. Yeah, he's letting so you kind of do, do, the, do yeah, the work. Yeah, exactly that. So it's like yeah. you might as well have the same thing by just having a, tracks that are just called song one song two song three song four yeah, like, yeah. you got to give it a chance and listen to it probably with, like, again judging the book by its cover it's it's tough yeah 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 you're gonna kind of let it sit with you and especially like i think that's why he released it around the quarantine time was so that people can kind of sit with the album and let it kind of like brew a bit that sort of thing you know yeah yeah i mean uh we've talked about it for a while now and we're, we're on an hour six so I think we'll try and talk about the film choice for like the last like 10 minutes or so, which was uh, Back to the Future, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Okay, so I watched this last night, uh, in, well, in preparation. And I mean, I enjoyed it and I hadn't seen it in ages. It's like a film, it's my um, mate Cameron, shout out to Cameron, it's like his favourite film of all time. So he was like, "Oh, you better like it." I mean, I did. I enjoyed it. I think it was, it was definitely well paced. There's a. I'm gonna yeah. go very film studio, but like, it was, it was well paced. Like, I looked at the time and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I've already watched like at least over half of this to check like how long I had left, and it was just really interesting. What do you guys? I mean, uh, we'll go with Kusaki first. Like, why did you choose this film specifically? Um, look, it's always been one of my favorite f- film franchises, mm-hmm. like of all time. I just, I. Uh, I've always connected with it, like as a kid and stuff, and I just love. I don't know. It's it's always just been something fun for me, as well as like you know, it it, it kind of feels like one of those films that doesn't really age too much. Like it still stands out and it still holds up to this day. Like, there's a lot of movies that were released kind of back then that just don't hold up to the same standard as um, they do now. I guess, and for me, Back to the Future still holds up to this day. It still has, you know, relatable moments in it and that sort of thing, and it just, it kind of paints this cool picture of, like, um, like not just the first one, but the whole series as a whole, of just where everything was at the time, like, especially, like, the second one, showing what their predictions of the future were, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of fun, but, yeah, yeah. I, I just, it's it's always been a favourite of mine. That's, um, and yeah. I, That's cool. yeah, and, like, what we were talking about before with um, that artist, uh, what's his name, um, that recently, uh, Cosperi? 
Cosmos, Columbo yeah, Perry, that shit. guy yeah, that yeah, does yeah. the that do, does the furry drivers of versions of like uh, of, of, of just so good oh, and yeah. just pivotal man. scenes redone uh, in that way. It's just like I, I love it. Really, I love really it. wish the film was this now. <laughs> yeah, it's, so yeah. it's like it's so I, good. I have a I have a DeLorean sitting next to me with two Daft Punk figurines on it um, next to my desk. It's mm. just yeah, I don't know, it's just one of those movies that have just always stuck with me. Um, yeah, no, I love it. No, yeah, it is sick. And I mean, shout out to Cos Perry for like the drove of the Back to the Future stuff. Like there's that iconic shot of the car disappearing and then turning around yeah. like, and it's just like, I don't know, like it looks so, I don't know. I just like them being foxes. I think it looks fucking sick. Yeah. And so you can, cool. you can hear that. I, I, I don't know about you, Kazaki, but I can hear the lines being said and I can just yeah, imagine yeah. being yeah. animated. Um, like the, um, uh, what the hell is this line? Mm-hmm. For, yeah. uh, he did another. He did, he did another one um, where it was the family just around at the at, at the dining table in the morning when he wakes up after his adventure, and he's like, "What the hell yeah. is this?" Yeah. It's like breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hilarious, and you can imagine it all uh, coming together, and it, it's just so lively. Mm-hmm. So, so big shout out to that artist. Yeah, it's so cool. I mean, one of the biggest things for me was the uh, the, the the score as well. The soundtrack yeah. is absolutely yeah. amazing. Mm-hmm. It means I can. Um, absolutely iconic yeah. like the, the the first thing you hear um you know the, the little twinkle of the of the keys at, that's just called yes. logo the song is just called logo like oh, they wow. just just put it together so uh, i think it was alan Sil- silvestri or something yeah What's yeah that? alan, Sil- alan silvestri yeah yeah he's he's done a lot of other stuff like um mm. speaking of the whole like uh the 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 draw over that that, uh, that the artist did um this uh this not producer goodness this writer also did the music for who framed roger rabbit so it's kind of oh. like ah, foreshadowing <laughs> that's awesome yeah so the that's score awesome. is amazing and the and the kind of artist to, to come to the game as well like uh Huey lewis and the news wrote two songs for it and both yeah. of them are absolutely bangers i mean i'm really showing my age here though <laughs> Oh, he's he's in he's in the movie as well. Like, uh, remember that's that opening scene with the the band auditions and the the guys like, oh, you're you're, you're too, too loud. loud. That's yeah. Huey. Yeah, that's, that's Huey that's Lewis. Lewis in the new, yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. I love I, that. I didn't know that actually. Oh. So it's interesting. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like the pacing's nice. I think the dialogue's good. I mean, it makes you like. Obviously, I think the entire point of the the issue with the mum, like, kind of fancy and a son, is just like. It's meant to make you feel uncomfortable, and definitely didn't make you feel uncomfortable. I was like, oh, yeah, they they do like, it in a good way, but like in a kind of like no, don't do it, kind of like cliffhangery, kind of like tension, kind of way, not kind of like ew, I want to turn this off, kind of way, like. But it's interesting, yeah. and I, I love the almost kind of tongue in cheek uh, jokes, like um, with the fact that, <laughs> like, they end up calling uh, Marty like Calvin Klein because his yeah. name was written on his underwear, and just just little stuff like that where it's like. You know, it's just, yeah. It, it's it, it's always just that always just makes me laugh every yeah. time. And I mean, I wanted to, as soon as I finished the first film, I wanted to watch the second one. But at that point, it was like half twelve, and I was like, I need to be up tomorrow to record this podcast episode. So, but it that just goes to show that it's obviously I've just finished watching a two-hour film, and now I want to watch another two-hour. You want we want more. So, yeah. yeah, and just yeah. because it, of of how it, it is paced, uh, you just want to go on to the next one straight away. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I mean, speaking of the second one, I'm, I know uh, one of my all-time fashion grails, and I know this is the same for Kluwer, 
Oh is yeah, the Nike Air Mags from the, the second Air one. Air Mags. Yeah, shit. Oh, Twenty-five thousand dollar pair was, if you oh. want them. They're on StockX. T- you can look it up. You can <laughs> you can buy a pair if you want. <laughs> I was going to talk uh, about they that. They because like uh. specific popular people got like specific famous people, like Casey Neistat, mm-hmm. Caveman got some, didn't he? He got uh, like yep, yep. He got the, a pair. Yeah, they they auction. So the reason why they're so hard to get is they auctioned them off for the. Uh, the Michael J-, uh, J. Fox found like Parkinson's Foundation. Yeah, shit. Yeah. So that's yeah. But what what's also crazy is um, so there's a Netflix doco you guys should both watch called uh, Art of Design, and there's an episode on Tinker Hatfield. Mm-hmm. So he oh, designed yeah. pretty much the whole Air Max line, pretty much most of the Air Jordan line, but he designed the Nike Air Max for the movie, and as well as doing the actual uh, shoes that they really produced. And the day that they gave Michael J. Fox the first pair was the exact day that they go uh, to the future in the second one. Oh, wow. It's, it's, it's like That's a self-fulfilling cool. prophecy almost. So It's so interesting <laughs> to see, like, obviously we're kind of going on to the second film now, but, like, I know the scene, and it is, like, so interesting to see, like, is it 2015 where they travel to? Is it 2015? Yeah, right? yeah, 2015. It is no, it's definitely not like that, like at all. It's like completely. Yeah, imagine if we dress. Imagine if we all dress like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just, just like how they outfit. assumed everything would be was yeah. way way further than what we had. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like they they gave us. Where's credit, my hoverboard, then... dude? Yeah, where's where my is my hoverboard? hoverboard? Yeah. I don't know if you heard the heard the song by Seth Century. He's uh, so he's good. Australian rapper. He's like, yep, thank you for just, white yeah, goods where's technology. My hoverboard? Thank you, science, for all of this other stuff. But, but where's my hoverboard? Where's my hoverboard? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. We'll link it to you afterwards. Can't you blame them though? Because it's like eighties. It's like a thirty years time difference. Like, yeah, I think it's because at the time technology was moving ahead so so rapidly that they just assumed mm. that that's where it would be in thirty years time. Yeah. Yeah. We- weird random fact here, but yeah, like. Technology's been doubling twice every year, but we're kind of getting to the point now where um, chips are so small that we can't go any smaller. Yeah, and the that's only, the problem. Only way we can go from further from here is if they get. I think it's. Uh, I, I'm someone. Someone in the fandom that's all science. He's gonna like correct me on this fact, but it's like I'm pretty sure if they, I think it's quantum computing or something. They have to get yeah. that working to the point where yeah, you don't need which like, they... a gigantic freezer the size of like yeah they need to freeze it to a certain degree that they haven't they it's just impossible once they get that worked out then we'll be able to get hoverboards they can't (laughs) make it cold enough that is what they yeah the only thing stopping them from making yeah that's the thing stopping them the the, the temperature that it requires to actually work is yeah just at the moment we just don't have it that's mad but yeah Yeah. about the future was it i enjoyed it it was a good film uh good vibes um yeah, Kazaki, have you played the games? Yes, yes. Yeah, uh, okay. well, if you haven't played the games, it, oh man, if you oh. if you want to go extra and further into this, recommend after watching mm-hmm. the movies, download the games. They're yeah, pretty cheap absolutely. on Steam, and they found it's not it's not uh, Michael J. Fox as the voice actor, but they found a dude that sounds one hundred ten percent exactly <laughs> like him. Yeah, you'd you'd, you'd be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you didn't think it was like, if you didn't think it was him, you, like after hearing that, you're like, that just sounds spot yeah. on, freaking on the money. Um, just a little, like kind of insert. So what I'm going to be doing, I've decided is, um, if any of you film, very film nerds out there that might have a letterbox account, I'm going to be starting to rank all the films that we talk about on the show. Obviously, 
there's not really much point now because it's just gonna be one film on the list but after a few weeks nice. i'm gonna probably make we the win. list. yeah you win number one <laughs> number one we won <laughs> but um i'm probably gonna be compiling a list of all the films and like ranking them so if you want to check out my letterbox i'll put it in the youtube link below um i think we're on one hour 17 holy shit i did not expect to talk this long but i mean that's great i'm glad good. i was worried that it was only gonna it's last good. like 10 minutes we got, really awkward, we got, we got so content. i'm glad that we've like extensively talked about everything um if you guys want to check out uh kusaki desu's and gucci freelines arts that's their arts um maybe don't check out some of them if you're under 18 please because you know it's like no minors you know but you know check out their stuff check out that kind of creative stuff get the stuff out there you know if you want to check me out you know at hypebeast dan subscribe to the youtube and follow on the you know spotify and the podcasts and stuff make sure you update it when the next episode comes out i'm thinking of updating every friday so this one hopefully if i edit it in time and i get it all sorted this should be coming out friday we're recording on sunday right now but hopefully that'll be sorted but yeah thank you guys so much for coming on i really appreciate you know first episode so i appreciate you guys kicking it off oh thanks well, thanks, for, thanks for having it was us really nice it's really nice to be yeah, i really really enjoyed it for the fandom you know yeah cool yeah all yeah, right. yeah i appreciate it thank you very much for listening everyone and i'll see you guys in the next episode next week i'll see you guys later peace